Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Belmont Journal, Belmont's program for hyperlocal news and community programming. I'm your host, Roger Colton. Hello. Welcome to This Week in the Belmont Citizen Herald. We have with us today Joanna Juvelis, who is the senior multimedia journalist for the Citizen Herald. Thanks for stopping over. Happy to be here, Roger. There was a tragic accident uh, uh, near Waverly Square recently, and that's yes. giving rise to some community activism. That's for sure. So it's, it's very sad um, that I have to report that the woman that was struck by a white van last week, um, she, she passed away two days after the accident. She was a 39-year-old mother. Her name is Sachi Thanawala Patel. She has two young sons, age eight and four, and she leaves, also leaves behind her husband, Akash. And I actually uh, went to a ceremony recently. It was really a ceremony, but they were laying flowers at the site of her accident exactly one week after the accident. And um, it, is, it is very sad that this happened, and they still don't know the cause of it. They, don't, they haven't filed charges yet. The Middlesex DA's office is, is handling it. But in the meantime, residents are calling for action. There is a belief in the community that that intersection is dangerous. Very much so, and I witnessed it myself just being there that, that, that night at the flower laying ceremony. It is very dangerous. And the, the town has tried uh, to do something to make it safer, and in fact, it, the accident rate has gone down since they added the raised tables on Lexington Street. but. It, didn't, it wasn't enough to prevent this from happening. We don't know if speed was a factor. We don't really, we don't know the cause, but residents want to see, residents believe speed is definitely an issue. They want more traffic calming measures. They're calling for residents to email the selectmen, call the selectmen, also the community development office and the traffic advisory committee. They want action. They're gonna all be, a lot of them are gonna be going to the September 13th traffic advisory committee meeting. To, to call for more traffic calming measures. What's, what's the way forward? What is the community development uh, director, Glenn Clancy, he, saying? He's saying we are going to discuss this at the September 13th traffic advisory mit meeting. Also worth noting, Roger, is that since this accident at this particular intersection, Lexington and Sycamore, there, in the, just one week alone, there were three other accidents involving bicyclists and another pedestrian at different intersections in town. So it's 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 so with particularly with kids back in school, it's important to be safe, both from yes. the pedestrian perspective it, and from the driver's perspective. In fact, the superintendent sent out a newsletter to all all parents, and he said, you know, just be aware that more kids are going to be on the street, and everybody should just be extra careful. Okay, let's talk about the schools. People think of the school uh, in summer vacation <laughs> as being a downtime, but the Belmont uh, Public Schools were really pretty busy when it came to hiring this summer. Hiring and promoting. So I have some um, announcements to make about some positions that were filled at Belmont um, High School. They have two new assistant principals. One is a new face, Daniel O'Brien. He is a new assistant principal there. And another one is a familiar face. His name's Michael Bruno. He's been a special education teacher, and he's gonna be a part-time assistant principal 
uh, mostly focusing on the ninth grade and the twelfth grade at that school. And with Belmont High Principal Dan Richards having left, there is a new interim interim Tom principal. Brow. He's another familiar face to many because he's filled in here and there. He's come out of retirement here and there for filling in. But I do want to also report that we have another familiar face promoted at the Chenery Middle School. Yes. It's Nicolette Fundas. Nicolette Fundas um, was a teacher at the school and now she's one of the new assistant principals. So they have three assistant principals at the Chenery now. And um, Beth Rumley has been promoted to the director of nursing. And there's a new METCO director who, who is at Belmont High School, Rosa Innes. And of course, we have the new principal at the Wellington uh, who started at the end of this past year, who That's is right. continuing. Yeah, so a lot of new faces, some familiar faces, promotions, all good. Belmont had elections uh, this week, and there yes. was a Belmontonian who won her race. Yes, Marion Ryan. She uh, won the race in the primary state election for Middlesex District Attorney, so she'll be on the ballot. November 6th, and I don't believe there's anyone running against her. I think, I think that's right. And, <laughs> and uh, the voter turnout was pretty good, 30% 30%. of the registered voters. And uh, might I add that 80% of the voters were casting Democratic ballots. That's no surprise, you know, for Belmont, right? Um, and I think, you know, I think Ellen Cushman thought it was a pretty steady flow for a primary state election. That's great. Thank you. And we've been talking with Joanna Juvelis, who is the senior multimedia journalist for the Belmont Citizen Herald. You can read about these stories and more, both online and in the print edition of the Citizen Herald. One major disease afflicting kids today is type 1 juvenile diabetes. While research continues, that research takes money. One Belmont resident has done more than her part to help raise money to find a cure for type 1 juvenile diabetes. Next week, Belmont resident Brenda Morris will be cycling for the third time to raise money for the JDRF Foundation. BMC's Jane Peters talks with Brenda about what drives her. Cool. I'm doing a fundraiser for JDRF, mm -hmm. um, and it's a 100-mile bike ride. Um, and this is my third year doing it, and I'm doing it because Jaden has type 1 diabetes. All right, you want to clean your finger really well? Fingers kind of get calloused from blood Did, sugar checks. Because you do about 10 to 14 blood sugar checks yeah, a day. day. Jaden has been a trooper. He's like our superhero because he has done thousands and thousands of blood sugar checks and thousands and thousands of insulin shots, and he's doing great. JDRF was founded by parents of kids with type 1, um, and so that's why we do it because 100% um, of the money raised on the ride goes to fund um, research. research and try to find a cure. They've done so much work over the last, I don't know, 20 years that diabetes has changed. There's like insulin pumps now. There's, um, you know, the CGM is a great mm -hmm. tool. Like that was all because JDRF put the money into funding because, you know, the government really is not funding this kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, type 2 diabetes is the big one because, mm -hmm. but that's more of a lifestyle kind of type diabetes. This is an autoimmune disease. You know, this is not a lifestyle. This is like one day his body started fighting his pancreas instead of a cold and killed off all the beta cells. 
we have probably raised in the seven years that he's had diabetes probably close to $50,000. This year is our most we've ever raised for the ride so far. We're almost at 8,000 and my goal is to hit 8,500 before the ride which is next Saturday in upstate New York. This year my partner Eve had has been decorating some of Jaden's pumps mm -hmm. so that people if they donate 50 or more dollars then she will personalize one of his pumps with whatever people like. You know usually I'll write Jaden's name on my arm and I will you know when I go on a hill or feel like I want to give up I'll look down and be like oh my god I can't like he lives with this disease every single day and also there's lots of type 1 diabetics that actually do the yeah. ride too. You know, they could be having a low blood sugar and they're like biking and checking their, like they check their sugar as they ride and they eat and they stop. And it's just, it's just really amazing to see. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a, it's like family. People get really close and we're hoping that Belmont will uh, help us push us over the edge and make our goal. The trumpets sound, the drums roll. The Belmont High School Marching Band is one of the best high school marching bands in the region. And the training and rehearsals for the band begin before school ever starts. Band camp allows students in the various instrument sections to bond with each other and allows all student participants in the marching band to learn how to march. The Belmont High School Marauder Marching Band can be heard and seen at the grand finale of this weekend's Porch Fest at the Grove Street Park. Band camp is essentially the week we have students when they're not running around to every other thing teenagers in a high-performing high school have to do. So we take these four or five days and we bond as sections and we do some social things. We teach them how to march with the fundamental drills um, and we, we teach them the drill for the show. Because once we hit the season, we only meet once or maybe twice a week uh, for two hours. So that's not enough time to really do the bulk of the work. So this week we managed to learn, we played through all of our music and we learned more than half of the drill. So we got a lot accomplished this week despite the, the high temps. We, uh, we played it smart and stayed out of heat, took a lot of breaks. We played the water bottle for most of camp and, uh, and it was great. Kids are just amazing. For me, marching band is all about like the pride in it and putting on a great show for everyone and being entertainment, but also working a huge group of misfit high schoolers into one moving and musical show that really shows everyone what we can do. I love marching band. It's a great experience. It's it was when I was a freshman or an upcoming freshman. It was a great way for to to get to know the school and to meet upperclassmen and everything. And just it was awesome. And I met I met so many new people and met so many new friends. It was it was so great. Um, yeah, I couldn't recommend it more to anyone. Well, it sounded great, it looked great. It was a lot of fun to see what they can do with a group of, I don't know, what, 70 or 80 kids. 
and if you give them a week of focused work, what kind of great things they can do. I also thought it was fun as the parent of a ninth grader not only to see our own son, but so many of the other kids that we recognize from the Chenery Winds and from Bye Bye Birdie and the different musical ensembles at Chenery. It was, it was just a lot of fun. Here's Jane Peters with a look at what there is to do in Belmont in the coming week in BMC's community calendar. Hi everybody, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for this week. Are you or someone you know experiencing a cost crunch this year from prescription medications? A Beach Street presentation will take place on Monday at 11 a.m. about the upcoming 2018 Medicare open enrollment period starting October 15th, where you can evaluate and choose prescription drug plans, as well as how to combat high drug costs with state assistance programs and drug discount sources. Visit Habitat on Tuesday from 7 to 9 a.m. for a fall migration bird walk. Enjoy a casual walk around Habitat and the Western Greenway properties to discover early fall migrants such as warblers, sparrows, and other songbirds. Registration is not required. Learn about three great genealogy resources available through the library, Ancestry.com Library Edition, American Ancestors, and Heritage Quest on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Learn highlights of each program and tips on how to get the most out of each. Listen and dance to the sounds of local swing legend Al Natale in Al Natale's finale concert on Thursday at 7 p.m. at the Beach Street Center. The evening will also feature the talented vocalist Jim Bermont, who often appeared with Al in concert over the years. Have a sweet tooth? Enter Belmont Books' Great Late Bloomers Cake Baking Contest on Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. The event includes a reading from professional chef and novelist Louise Miller's The Late Bloomers Club. You can find a complete list of rules and how to sign up at belmontbooks.com. Belmont Recreation has a number of activities for all ages starting up next week, and here are a few. The Edible Alphabet is a series of 26 classes for toddlers and grown-ups taking place on Tuesdays and Wednesdays beginning on September 11th. Starting with A is for avocado, move through the alphabet creating simple snacks at Chop Chop Test Kitchen. You can sign up for one or several classes. Learn to ballroom dance with the Fred Astaire Dance Studio on Wednesdays with experienced instructors and other students. Learn the basics of social dances like the waltz, tango, foxtrot, cha-cha, rumba, and swing over 10 weeks. No partner is necessary. Star in this fall's production of Mary Poppins is part of the musical theater program, meeting on Wednesdays from 4 to 5 for grades 1 through 5, and from 5 to 6.15 for grades 5 through 8. Young actors gain self-confidence while working as a team to prepare for the show on December 12th. You can sign up your children, ages 3 to 14, for karate with Steve Nugent's Karate Institute. Karate is a fun outlet for kids built upon the foundations of martial arts values to provide children with both mental and physical advantages. Classes meet at various times on Wednesday evenings, depending on age. And that's it for this week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can send your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Belmont Journal. Let's take a look now at what's happening on the Belmont Media Center's channels in the coming week. This has been the Belmont Journal. I'm your host, Roger Colton. I will see you next time.